Welcome to the Brave Babes Podcast. Your hosts, Melissa and Stephanie, are two women navigating motherhood, running businesses, wearing many hats while keeping their sights set above. Each week, they'll bring you an episode where your faith and personal development will collide because they believe you are chosen, qualified, and gifted in whatever brave God has placed in you. Join them as they show up imperfectly perfect every week to share their best tips, tricks, and how-tos on all things brave. Here is Melissa and Stephanie. Hey, hey, brave babes. It is Melissa here. Stephanie wanted to jump on today, but just such as life, sometimes things happen. And I have a very special guest on the podcast this morning. We both were like dying to get her on and super over the moon excited when she said yes to us. And really just excited for what this episode is going to be. As you guys know, most of our podcasts are unscripted. Um, Although sometimes when we have our guests, we like to give them a little bit of idea of what we're going to be talking about. And I really think that this is one of those episodes that you are going to be like sending to all your besties and saving to re-listen to later. So I'm going to introduce you to Olivia Glosser, who I recently just connected with on Facebook or I mean on Instagram, but Stephanie's known who she is for a long time. She actually grew up in um, our tiny little community. I know who her mom is. And when I started looking at her Instagram, I like was like having to like pick my job off the ground because she is amazing. Like she is doing incredible things in her space over there on Instagram. So don't worry, we will attach her link in our show notes so you can go check her her out also. Um, but I have some questions for her. Um, Olivia, take a second and just introduce yourself to our listeners, um, what phase of life you're in and anything that you really want them to know. Awesome. Hi, everyone. I am Olivia. I am a business mentor. So just to give you like a little life story in my business world is I started a fitness coaching business and I started it in 2020. Basically when the world shut down, I used it as my time to like do something. I was like, I'm just going to start this business and I don't know what's going to happen. And I started this fitness coaching business and in two years it grew so rapidly. It was so incredible. And it was to the point where I was like, I have to share whatever the heck I just did. I need to like reverse engineer it. I need to like share this with people because the life that I live and like the things that I've done, it doesn't even make sense. So then I went into business mentorship. So now I'm a business coach and I basically teach people how to make awesome businesses and do it their way. So I, in my years of being a fitness coach, I had done a lot of mentorship containers and a lot of them just didn't sit right with me. And they were more of like the masculine type of sales and, you know, sales scripts and stuff like that, that just, I just didn't like. So in my business world, my whole thing is like, let's do it your way. And in a way that feels super aligned. So that's where I am right now. So I've been in this season of life where I was shifting from fitness into business and now I'm just like in the business and I just, I love it. And yeah, that's, that's where I am right now. (laughs) I love that. And the fact that you said you like thought during 2020, like I got to do something and I'm going to do whatever. And it's turned into this, like what a blessing, because I know so many people throughout 2020 
either they took those leaps of faith or maybe they held themselves back and they're like still kind of struggling to find their way out of that. And so kudos to you for, for doing that because man, it has been a challenging two years, regardless of where you are and regardless of what you do for employment. Like, I just think that we, none of us expected to experience anything like that. And, um, it's not too late to pull yourself out of that. And so, um, I think it's really important, especially like with the world that we're in right now, I think once upon a time, it was so weird to meet people on the internet. And now we're finding like all of our good friends and like these incredible mentors and business coaches and making these pivots. And it's really incredible. So if you guys hear anything out of this, really just knowing that, like taking those leaps of faith and believing in yourself, even if it sounds crazy, even if it feels impossible, know that it is possible, right? So, um, next thing I want to go into is I'm dying to know, like, have you always been in, like, have you always had that entrepreneurial mindset? Yes. So when I was in college, I would actually say way back when, when I was like a teenager, I didn't like looking back, I can see it now, but I've always just wanted to have my own business. I wanted to do babysitting because at the time that was like the thing I knew I could do. So I created business cards, like the whole nine yards for me babysitting. And then when I went to college, I was in school. I had like a part-time job on campus, all of the things. And then I also just bought this whole spray tan setup and learned how to spray tan. And I gave people spray tans in this back, back part of my house. So I was doing that. And then Um, and then I, I, in my third year of college was when everything shut down and I had this like itching feeling of, I went through a fitness journey and I know, I know health and fitness is so hard and so in like such a struggle for so many people. And I was in their shoes. And so I, I truly think that a lot of coaches and mentors come from this place of, I had a hard time learning how to do this and I now I know how to do it. So I'm going to teach you. So that was like my fitness story. So then I was like, okay, let's do it. We're just, we're going to go all in. We're just going to do the thing. And I started my fitness business, but at the time I was in my third year of college, going to school for accounting with a job secured for graduation. So it was like in this time that I, I was like, okay, so I'm going to start my own business and it's going to be this like side hustle and that's going to be fine until I realized that it was actually what I loved. And then I decided to turn down my corporate job offer in the Bay Area. And that moment was like the biggest all in two feet in moment where I just had to decide that I was going to do it. And so to answer your question, yes, I do think that I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit and just kind of following that path and looking back and just seeing like, I've always had that. And like, it just continues to evolve into the different things where I'm like, this is, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) So knowing that, was it like a big shock to your family that you made this pivot and this decision? And like, that's kind of a big deal. Like you were in college, right? And whether you had financial support from your parents or did it all on your own, like you had this massive investment and now you're like, actually, nope, I'm going to do this. And 
if you're an entrepreneur, you understand that it's not always glitz and glam, right? And it is a lot of your own investment and pushing yourself. So how did your family feel about it? Yeah, when I, so when I came home because my school closed because of COVID, I came home and I actually had already made an an investment right before this into my first mentorship container. And so I came home and I couldn't not tell anyone because I was sitting on Zoom for like hours a day, like learning how to make a business happen. And I was trying to avoid telling them. So I finally had to tell them and they kind of freaked out. They were like, you're crazy. You did what? You, you, You spent what money? You like, they couldn't believe it. And truthfully, like, I couldn't believe it either. I was like, I know, I just, I can't think about it too much or else I'm going to like freak out. So yeah, they thought that I was crazy. And then they thought I was next level crazy when I was like, oh, and I'm going to like turn down this job offer and do this thing. And then it was really cool though, to see them watch me do this thing and then get on board. It was like, at first they probably didn't really believe me, but they told me that they believed that I could do it. And they were probably just like sitting on the sidelines, like, Oh, what's going to happen. But it was really cool as things started to grow. And it was like, no, this is like actually happening to see my family be like, like really proud of me was a really cool feeling. But yes, at the beginning, they were like, you're bonkers, like absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I love that. And I think that um, making those those big investments into your business sometimes can be like, sometimes you're like selling stuff out of your closet. You're like pulling loans, charging on a credit card. Like you don't know where that money is coming from, but you just know that you have to make that talk. To, let's do a little talk about that for people who have that hesitation. Maybe there's something that's weighing on them. They're like, I really want to do this, but like, it's such a huge investment. And I don't know if I'm going to have that return, like talk a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my first investment in, in that mentorship container, I actually didn't really have the money, um, but I knew I would figure it out. So I have this trust in myself of like, I know whatever I do, I'll figure it out. Whether it gets to the point of like, I am selling clothes out of my closet or anything. Like when I was in college, I used to like use um, coupons for everything. Like I saved money and I saved the exact amount into my savings account that this program cost. Mm. Um, And then what I actually did is I did it like on a payment plan because I knew, okay, something's going to work in here. I, I have massive trust and belief in myself. Something's going to work and I'll get clients and I'll make money to pay it back. And I paid it back before the thing was over. So it all worked out. But the thing that I've come to believe about investing is that I actually like remove myself from like an ROI because I like to think about my investments as like my move for me. And everything else that comes along with it is like just just the beauty of what happens when we like level up for ourselves and invest for ourselves. And like it might be like funny to think of that if you're thinking of a business mentor or whatever type of like investment. But it really is like the step is the scariest part. But like everything works out. Everything's always going to work out in in every investment that I've ever made it's been the scariest thing of my entire life. And 
every time it gets bigger and I get scareder and then I do it anyway because I know on the other side like everything's going to be fine and it's going to be even better than I can even imagine I love that what's been your like favorite investment you've made in your entrepreneurial career um that has led you to where you're at right now like was it a certain course was it a seminar it's probably the one I'm in right now And it could just be because that's like my current like excitement. But I would say back in March, um, I made an investment into a mentor who's like the mentor of my dreams. And I'm in a mastermind. Um, And she has just such a different energy and a different way that she does things that is so exciting to me. And so it's really cool because the space that I'm in, I went into it and I told the mentor who's leading it, I told her I'm getting into this. And I I know that I am probably the youngest and the least experienced or the like least far along. If you even want to like put us into like far alongness um, of anyone in this space, but I want to join it because I want to be around those people who are doing those crazy things that I only dream of. And I know that I will like calibrate to that level And so I think that's probably why this is my favorite is because I'm in a space with women who are like showing me what's possible every day. And it makes me excited to be like, that is there for me too. I just got to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I like to say, go where you're envious, right? Like you said, surround yourself with people who are doing the thing that you want to do. If you were wanting marriage advice, you wouldn't go talk to somebody who's not in a thriving marriage or divorce, right? You would go to people who are, are modeling the things that you want for yourself. Same thing in business or raising your children, anything like that. And so I think that's such a good point. And I think the beautiful thing is too, is sometimes we disqualify ourselves and we feel like there's not a seat at the table for us. And sometimes you just have to go and take your seat right? Mm-hmm. And then you're mm-hmm. around these people who are inspiring and empowering and like basically not forcing, but I guess we could say forcing you to step outside your comfort zone and step into that potential of who you've been called to be. And I love that so much. So you kind of yeah. who your current influence is right now, but who would you say is like your biggest influencer and um, how have they impacted you? That's such a hard question because this is like evolved and shifted because I think in the world that I'm in, and I say in the world that I'm in as if I'm on like another planet, but sometimes it feels like, like the online space, it just feels like a different world. There are people out there that like doing things that I can't even fathom. And it's so crazy. I think if I try to think like the, like the past couple of years is like so hard Um, But I would say one of the biggest ones is Melanie Lair. She is also a a business mentor and she's like my mentor's mentor, (laughs) but she lives in Canada and she's like such an amazing human. And I just love everything that she does. Um, So she's been like a big influence, but in like a, a distant proximity, like I've never been in her close world. Um, I would say another one that's been like a big influence on me is one of my past mentors. Her name's Lacey. Um, She was one of the people that I 
my first ever told like my big dream of goal to, and she believed me. And that was like, whoa, like I'm seen. And like, this person actually believes that I can do this thing that I'm like, so scared to even say, because it's so big. Um, so that she's been a huge, huge influence on me. So I would say both of those, like in a closer proximity, Lacey, because she influenced me in like believing in myself. Mm, I love that. I think that's awesome. So you obviously do a lot of work on yourself and are constantly trying to grow and develop. Do you have a certain routine that you follow in the mornings or evening routine? What does that look like? Yeah. So in, in my morning routine, I used to be someone who was like, wake up at five, like, like very much in the hustle. Um, now things are a little bit different because I know just like what works best for me. And I really like to start my mornings. I still wake up early. I wake up at like six, but like, I like to start my mornings and not feel this pressure of like, I have to be out, out of the house at this time or whatever. Um, but my mornings are like my me time and I go to the gym and I like go work out and I do my thing. Um, and then I usually come back and I do some like journaling around whatever inner work thing that I've been doing recently. It's been a lot of like money mindset stuff. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. And, and that's normally my morning routine is just like getting into the vibes and like the affirmations, like all of those things just to get myself back to like that centered place before I just like jump into work. Yeah. And on average, like what is your, how many hours are you working a day? You work for yourself. A lot of people, when they're wanting to step into that in entrepreneurial, I think that they struggle because so many people have that employee mindset where they're waiting for somebody to give them permission. And just like you said, like your mentor, like you, you shared your big goal and she's seen you for the first time. Like, I understand what that means, but not a lot of people do. Right. Mm -hmm. As we have, been told that we go to college, we get a job, we do this. And I think people are coming out of it where social selling and um, entrepreneurial work isn't so icky, I guess you would say, um, mm-hmm. it's like normal now, mm-hmm. but what does that look like for you? How do you set yourself up and like know when to stop working? Cause I'm sure it can be easy for you to like, be like, I'm just going to work all, all the time. And I appreciate the fact that you said you don't like to wake up and be in that hustle mode, because I think also we are in such a culture that thinks that if we're not always doing and achieving and going like that, we're not being successful when that's not true either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I first started my business, I, I was in that hustle. I was in like the wake up, work all day, work all night. If you're not doing something, you should be working. Like all of that. And that caused me to actually hate what I was doing because I was just working and working and working. And it's like, there's always something. If you're an entrepreneur, like there's always the next thing you could be doing. There's always more to do. And for me, the biggest shift and why I actually love what I do every day is because I have the freedom now, but it always, it wasn't always like that. But now I think a big piece of it was understanding my human design. So I'm a manifester. And so I am like big energy around creating, having like the vision, like doing the things. And that also comes with the need for like a lot of downtime. 
like a lot of recharging. So when I understood what that even meant, I shifted a lot in my business. So I wasn't working all the time. And for me, I usually have things on my calendar that I need to do every day and I get those done, but I typically work. I would like to say probably like six, five, six, seven hours a day. Um, some days more, some days less, some days I'm like, you know, today sounds like a great day for a pedicure (laughs) and I go and I get a pedicure and I let myself do that because I know that living my life is working. Like to me, it's like that gives me the fuel and like the life to do what I do. Because when I was just, you know, working 24 seven, I had no, no drive. I kind of lost touch with my business and I didn't love what I did anymore. So to me, it's become less of a thought of when am I working and when am I off and more of like, well, this whole thing is actually my life. Yeah. So it's kind of a blend of all of it. I totally understand what you're saying. And I appreciate that too, because I used to just literally burn the candle at both ends. And then I would go into burnout and I would be exhausted and stressed. And I didn't build this business so that I could be tied to my phone 24 seven. Like, and I, I feel like it was through 2020 that I realized that like time was going by really quickly. And even though in that season, it felt like all we were doing was sitting at home. Like I had three kids that needed my attention and, um, they, the older that my kids get, the more that I realize time goes by so fastly. And the last thing I want them to do is be like, yeah, my mom was always home, but all she did was work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now I give myself that downtime. And I think it's sometimes hard to tr- retrain the people around you when you were such an achiever who hustled, hustled, hustled to understanding that I'm still achieving and I have balance. And so if I take Saturday and Sunday off or we go off the grid, it's not going to kill my business because this is just how I live my life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And like I found such validation in doing that and like taking the time off and actually seeing my business do better. (laughs) It was like things, things were better when I was actually taking care of me as a human too. Yeah, that's good. So I, I kind of wanted to ask you about burnout and if you've experienced that, but you kind of hit on that already. Is there anything else you want to share around like getting into those slumps and how you pull yourself out and recognizing? Yeah. So For me, I don't experience a lot of burnout anymore, but like I said, I used to, I used to be burnt out all the time or it was like mental breakdowns once a week and all of that stuff. And I just, I didn't know why, but now it's more of like, okay, if I'm feeling like overwhelmed it, or if I'm feeling like that burnout, it's usually one of two things. It's either I've been working more than I normally do and like just exerting a lot of energy, doing a lot of things. And okay, maybe if I don't have any calls today, I'm just going to go do some stuff that I like to do, or I need to make sure that I'm like not working past four, whatever it is, just giving myself the boundary of like, I know you want to do all of the things, but like, there are so many days and like, do what you can today. Um, And then the second thing, it's like, if it's not that, then it might be some of that, that like self doubt. So like, if I feel like I'm feeling burnt out, it's usually because my mind's going and going and going, um, around like self-doubt, which I think is such a huge thing in entrepreneurship because we're human and we question ourselves all the time. And so sometimes if I feel like very overwhelmed, 
or I'm feeling like like the same kind of feeling as burnout. Sometimes it's just that thought of like, okay, Olivia, reframe this. Like, where are we actually at? What what's going on? What do you need to do right now? Maybe what what's something that you can just like wait till later to do and kind of just still giving myself that space to like feel through the feelings, do the work, and then like also give myself the time to to not do anything. <laughs> yes, that is such good advice. Um do you have a favorite personal development book or podcast or person that you would recommend to our listeners? I think one that just like stands out to me of all time is just atomic habits, Mm -hmm. just because we are such creatures of our own habits. Like we are the culmination of the habits that we do every single day. And I read that book when I was going through my fitness journey, I used to send it out to all of my clients in my fitness world, but it's so relevant in actually like everything that we do. It's like the habits that we have create our reality. And so I I really like that book because it touches on like how to create the habits and then how to keep them. And that's what determines what kind of person you are. Yeah. I love that. Um, and we will link that in the show notes too. If you guys haven't listened to it, you want to grab that. One of the ways that I prefer is because I can multitask is um, audible, right? Mm-hmm. So such an easy way. Um, okay. So if you could empower listeners to take a leap of faith in their dreams, what would you say to them? Oh, there's so many things. There are so many things. I think for me, the biggest thing is that everything that you want is on the other side of the scary move. Like the quote that I live breathe by is everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. So like when there's that thing, that scary move or that leap or whatever it is on the other side, it's a thing that you want so badly. It's just the courage and the confidence to take that step, which is the hardest part. But like I talked about before, it's just like rooting yourself in of that self-trust, like we can get through anything. It's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. But taking that move is like the thing that's going to take you to that next level. And I know that that can be something that's hard to like understand until you've done it. It's like easier said than done. But once you do it, you understand. So for me, it was like, once I made that first step, I made the first investment. I saw, you know, what happened after the next one. It was like, okay, this is still scary. This is like really scary, but like, I know what's going to happen and I know how amazing this is going to be. And so taking that step and like doing the scary thing is the hardest part. And then on the other side is like everything that's so magical. Mic drop. Yes. (laughs) Um, so I kind of feel like this might tie into what I'm about to ask you too, but what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Yeah, I, I think it would come from one of my mentors and it was in the beginning of my business. And it was like, I had taken the big move. I'd done the thing. And then I was like, kind of freaked out. I was like, okay, now I did that. So like, what do I do now? So the advice was to take messy action. And I think that that like, it just stands out to me so much in everything that I've done in my business and just recognizing that like, there's never a perfect time. There's never, you know, it's never going to be perfect. It's okay if things aren't exactly, you know, the way that you want them, but 
the way that we move forward is just by moving forward and taking the steps or doing the thing. And it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if, you know, you make a mistake, whatever it is. But if we sit and we're like waiting for things to be perfect, they never will. Yeah. I feel like we just got a third Brave Babes podcast host because (laughs) all of this is so freaking good. And I'm just sitting here like nodding my head, like, yes, preach that. Drop (laughs) mine. I agree. Um, So good. Well, this has been so much fun to interview and ask you questions. Before we wrap things up, we ask all of our guests on the show, what does brave mean to you? To me, brave is having the courage to do the thing you know you want to do. And it could be because that's where I'm, I'm at in like this zone. But to me, when I think of being brave, it's like having the courage to you know, lead yourself, be like a self-led person and doing the things that you know you want to do. Like, even if that's like standing up for yourself or like holding boundaries or whatever it is, like being brave is just having that courage and, you know, holding yourself to that standard. I love that so much. All right. Well, tell our listeners how they can find you and um, anything you want them to know if they want to get connected. Yeah. Awesome. So I am on Instagram. That is like my main social media hub. My Instagram is at the Olivia Glosser. And in my bio, I also have a link to like a free Facebook group and an email list. So if you want to just get in my world, I do like trainings and like all of the fun stuff in there. Um, That is a great place. And always just on my Instagram is a great place to connect for DMs and, you know, the content and all of the things. So that is my my place. (laughs) Amazing. Well, we again, we'll link those in the show notes and we are so grateful that we got to have you on here and hopefully in the future we can have you back. And, um, as always guys, we just encourage you to lean authentically into who you've been called to be and go out there until next week. Be brave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the brave babes podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can follow Melissa and Stephanie on Instagram at Melissa Galame and at Stephanie Deal underscore. Leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Until next time, babes, go out there and be brave.